ladies, you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In the show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. I almost forgot the name of my show. (laughs) This is Janelle Anderson here, and I'm here today with a great guest. And I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, especially if you've ever thought about writing a book or you are writing a book or thinking about writing a book or in the midst of it or at the end of it, like me. So I want to introduce you today to Susan Crossman. And she herself is an author and an editor. She's also a book coach and an adventurous who lives to harness the power of a good story to the goal of peace on earth. Wonderful goal. Having written five traditionally published books herself, Susan helps other forward-thinking entrepreneurs to polish their stories so they can make a difference in the world through her company, The Awakening Author. She provides book coaching and editing services, and she runs online programs for budding authors. Above all else and all she does, Susan encourages her clients to join her in the all-important task of seeing with our hearts as well as our eyes. And I just love that thought. So welcome to the show, Susan. So great to have you here. Wonderful to be here, Janelle. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm excited about this conversation because as I said in the opening, there are many of us writing books or wanting to write books. And there's just something special about that journey of writing a book and getting it out there. So you've told me before that it took you 13 years to finish your first book. So tell us about that journey. (laughs) The embarrassing part is that I've been a professional writer my entire career. So <laughs> oh my goodness. I had no excuses for taking 13 years. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a writer by trade. That's what I've always done with my career. I've had some amazing jobs professionally. You know, there are professional writers in all kinds of places you might not expect to find them. You know, I started in journalism, but most large corporations have a department that's dedicated to the writing services to meet the needs of the company. Um, I worked in government, writing for government. I worked in a marketing agency. And all the time throughout my whole life, my dream had been to write a book. That was just to me, that was you know you've made it when you've written a book and probably a lot of other people feel the same way there, there's something sacred and holy and special about writing a book and and so um it took me many years to gather the courage to start it my first book was a novel and around about the time i was pregnant with my family's fourth child so i i, I married um i married divorced married my high school sweetheart oh nice and by then we had yeah we had three kids from our first marriages and we really wanted a little baby of our own 
And so I got pregnant with the family's fourth child. And I thought, what a perfect time to write my my book. Like, like you know, I, I was working, but freelancing and I could control my hours a bit. We, we had a gorgeous house on a beach on the North shore of Lake Erie. So every morning I'd get up and take the dog and walk along the beach and think writerly thoughts. And it was just idyllic. And I thought, okay, nine months, get the baby done, get the book done and away we go. Well, as you can imagine in nine months, the baby was done (laughs) and the book was not. And what followed after that were years of, uh, you know, in our life, my husband and I, my second husband had lots of challenges and there were custody fights and uh, things that people deal with job loss and moving. And we had a very bumpy ride. And all the way along, I kept thinking, who am I to write a book? Wow. Who's going to read this book anyway? Like, I don't, I don't know how to write a book. I mean, I've never written a book before. So I was full of self-doubt. And even though I'd had a wonderful career as a professional writer, there, there's a shift involved in writing a book. Like it's not like writing a long article for a newspaper. It's a big project. So full of self-doubt and years went by. We, we kept moving. I had another baby. Kids were coming and going. Dogs were dying. Like it was like real life for everybody, really, I'm sure. But there came a point my husband finally was diagnosed with fourth stage t- uh, stomach cancer. And that's when the game changed for me as an author. He died three months later. And there I was, I had a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old. And my dream of becoming an author was in tatters. You know, I'd spent, I think at that point, it was about 11 years I'd been poking away at this book without any real conviction that I should be. You know, I didn't see a a line to revenue for the family or anything like that. So, but when my husband died, he died with a lot of songs unsung. He was 49 years old. He was the dad and stepdad of five kids. And he, there were so many things he, he had wanted to accomplish with his life that he was never going to get a chance to do. So when that occurred, I, I realized, you know, the clock is ticking And if ever I want to see whether or not I can publish this book, I have to get off my fanny and commit. And that's the part that had been missing for me was the commitment all the way along. And so I did. I I reconfigured my life. I had to go back to work full time. And that's when I started my business. Um, Initially, I was doing a lot of online content. Uh, that has morphed into really primarily focusing on editing, book editing and book coaching. But um, yeah, I, I just really got to work and got the book edited. I actually hired two editors to work on it and ultimately ended up with a traditional publishing contract. So 13 years and transformational, you know, when we talk about transformational journey, I, I certainly evolved through that process for sure. That's one thing that I have discovered on the book journey I'm on right now, which is my second book, but this is a longer project than my first one is that it is a journey for the author and to give it it's for me, I had to give myself permission to let it take longer than I initially wanted to. And I kept putting pressure on myself to get it done at this certain time. I had to get it done within three months or six months or whatever. And then I realized for different reasons, it stopped and then started again, like what you went through, you know, you had these, this family growing and things, life was happening. And so I finally just said, I'm not going to beat myself up over this, but I will stay committed. And I think that's really key. What you said is you have to be committed to it and set 
I set deadlines so that I would keep working on it, knowing that I could move the deadline if I had to without beating myself up over it. <laughs> so I finally did it. You've really hit on a key piece, Janelle. It's so easy to beat ourselves up because we perceive that we're not succeeding. When it takes a long time to write a book, it feels like failure. And it feeds into this, I'm not good enough script some of us have going on in our heads. I sure had it. And it doesn't do us any good at all because then we get really discouraged and then we stop. And I firmly believe that if you've been tapped on the, on the shoulder by your book, then there is a divine reason for you to be writing that book. You've been spending your entire life preparing to become the author of that book and nobody else can write that book, just you. Wow. So uh, yeah, patience, divine timing. You know, yeah. I was in a much different place after 13 years as an author than I was when I began. There was a lot of maturity that I brought to the project at the end of the project that I sure didn't have at the beginning. So I think it was a better book as a result. Yeah, I mean, so many rich little nuggets you're dropping here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love what you just said about how you book. <laughs> How your book taps you on the shoulder. Wow, that's such a great metaphor for that. It, it is like that. And I think if you can make that switch in your mind that from, oh, what are people going to think of me? Or, oh, I, I don't have what it takes. Like, who am I to write a book? Which all of us deal with that. But if you can switch that to, this is a message or a book that's tapping me on the shoulder to be told and only I can tell it. How powerful is that it, it is very powerful once you get it you know it, it, I, I didn't have that piece of information for my first book really but now I now I am very fully in line with oh, okay because I see it in my clients all the time they've been they've been thinking about the book and people have been telling them you should write a book someday and and they resist there's a lot of resistance that goes into accepting that you have been chosen as an author by divine the divine universe. I mean, it's like, oh no, again, who am I to write a book? And if we can get over our ego, who are you to not write a book? Holy cow. Oh, what you've done with yeah. your life. Wow. People are waiting to get those, those pieces of wisdom that only you can share. I mean, wow, yes. you're withholding this lady. Come on, get on it. Oh man. That's a powerful shift right there too. I went to a conference once where they would say at every break, they'd say, they'd put their hands in the air and say, my people are waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so like encouraging and everybody would leave with a smile on their face to think that there are people waiting for you, for your message, for your book. So what do you, what do you find when you're working with your clients is the most difficult challenge for them to overcome to, so that they get to that place where they know, Hey, I, I can't, I am an author. I do have a message. Ego. Wow. We, um, I work specifically with people who have spent their lives uh, becoming someone who wants to contribute to the world. And often they have unique insights. They have wisdom they want to share. We live in a very fractured world. And my clients tend to be people who just really want to make a difference. And so what goes along with that often is, well, again, the self-doubt, like, and which I, I look at as an ego piece. I, I 
I don't want to be arrogant. So I don't want to be this grand thing called an author. And, and I know for my own self, I can remember part of what held me back in my own authoring opportunity the, for that first time was the, I think I mentioned this to you, there's a very famous Canadian novelist by the name of Margaret Atwood. And she has had so many best-selling books. It's, I don't even know how many there are. But I uh, have not felt aligned with her personality and her way of being in the world. And so when I was looking at becoming an author myself, and that was my model of what an author was, that's not what I wanted. And, and I wasn't ready to step into leadership of any sort at that point, which again was ego. You know, I, my, my ego was getting in my way because if I was meant to be the person that I've been becoming all this time, and I, I feel the universe has been throwing things my way <laughs> for, for years to give me the opportunity to grow and evolve and so on. I mean, I'm meant to take up that leadership role in whatever it is. It's part of my evolution. And, and I think you'd mentioned, again, back to that transformational aspect of writing a book. I see this all the time with my clients is that that they are evolving into the leader that they have it available for them to be. And, and it's, it's a very graceful journey. It's a graceful evolution through the writing of the book as, as we're working on it. Cause, cause that's what I see for my clients is okay. A book is about leadership. You know, if you think about all the people that you've looked up to who've written books, they're leaders for you. Anyway, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> I get so excited about this. <laughs> I know. I can tell. I think it's so super important for people to realize that, and I see this all the time too, not only just in writing books, but in anything that we want to put out in the world or do that really comes from a creative place or comes from our heart or whatever that's original to us is what you were talking about a minute ago about comparison. I'm not like that author, so I can't do it. Or I'm not like that speaker or that coach or that whatever it might be. So I can't do it. I see this all the time. It's just, it's one of those imposter stories that shows up in women. I, I guess men maybe do deal with it too, but I think it's mostly in us women, this whole comparison thing. And it just stops us so often dead in our tracks and one of the things that I like to talk about all the time is that if you really see your own gifts and your own value apart from anyone else in the world, but if you see it and you value it yourself for yourself, that comparison starts to fade away because then you're like, I have something valuable. And so does she, and that's good, but this is mine. And this is how it looks for me. And I don't have to be, I can't be that other person, right? I can't be you. You can't be me. But we're both valuable human beings with valuable stories to tell and contributions to make in our own unique way. Yeah, we're each a different piece of a puzzle. It's a puzzle. And, and without every single piece, the puzzle can't be made and it won't be whole and complete. And I think about that with books, too. It, you know, I was, somebody was asking me last week, in fact, and her, her book was uh, related to chakras. And she said, well, are, are there any other books about chakras out there? Should I even bother with this, basically? And my response was, well, you know, it's a good idea to research online and see what other books have been written. But honestly, you're the only one who can write your chakra book. Like, 
and and yep. there's an audience for everybody, I believe. And um, there are going to be people that don't like your book. There are people that don't yes. like, I mean, I, my, my first novel was a women's story. It was a book about a woman's descent into an abusive relationship. And if you have never been in that experience, it's, you really don't get it, right? Like it's, it's a, a mindset that doesn't make sense to people who've never been into that uh, situation. And I, and I had women come up to me that said, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Why didn't she, why did she let herself get into that situation? Why, why was she even attracted to that guy? Like, I think she's a bit of an idiot and I really didn't enjoy your book. I'm really sorry, but it just, you know, and that's fine with me because there were other women who have been in abusive situations that went, Oh my gosh, that was me. You nailed it. That was exactly what I went through. Thank you. Because it helped me see myself from the outside. You can't please everybody. You know, I think you, you've probably seen that in your coaching clients is a lot of us are pleasers. <laughs> yes, we are. Got to give that away when you're writing a book because not everybody's going to like your book. That's right. And your book is not for everyone. And once you can let that go, it gives you so much freedom to like, okay, then I'm going to put it out there for the people that it is for and not worry about the people that won't like it. It's for them. So of course they wouldn't like it. Trust, trust the tap. Yes. The tap on your shoulder. So you talk about, you know, book, a book, writing a book, being a transformational tool. And I know we've touched on that already a lot. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Yes, actually, I could talk all day about that because I find it fascinating. What I see is that our, when we become an author, a published author, and we're proud of our book, because I've, I've talked to people who threw a book together and it didn't get it edited and, you know, just kind of raced through it to get it done, to check the box. And hopefully it was okay. Not that kind of a book, but a book that you're really, really proud of that you've really invested in and that you feel solid about when you've written a book like that and published it, it changes your sense of who you are. It is, it, there is an identity shift that occurs uh, certainly among my clients and it certainly happened to me and actually with every book I've written there's a new evolution of who I am that I that I experience as I become um, further along this authoring journey but it does change us in a beautiful way because uh, I, you know when you think of the start of that book writing journey it seems so elusive it seems a bridge too far you know that wow wow would I ever love to be an author then you get there and you've had that experience of growing into that. And it's, it's a wonderful feeling of, Ooh, look what I did. <laughs> this is very cool. <laughs> You're describing perfectly. I'm sitting there going, yes, that's the way it's been for me with this book in particular, because a lot of my personal story from my past, which has really impacted my life and, and then my journey through healing, um, I'm writing that for, or I've written it for the first time ever. In, in a way that is impactful. It's not just me telling my story, but it's woven into this path of helping women, you know, really walk out on the center stage of their life and, and be who they are, become who they are. But as I've been writing it, it, it really has, it has really impacted my, how I see myself and, and it has given me so many deeper insights. I went through years of my journals. I've been journaling for years, prayer journals and just insights that I've had through, through my experiences and, and my struggles. And 
when I went read through those as kind of preparation for writing the book, that in itself was like, wow, 30 years of my life, like right there in my journals and seeing some of the things I was going through and how I thought back then and, and just things that I feel like God spoke to me. And, and then I see the fulfillment of different things later in my journals that I saw, you know, it was just, and so then how do I weave that into the book? And you're just constantly or consistently through the journey, learning more about yourself and learning about how you've been in the world and how you're being in the world now. And it is, it's just, it's really amazing. And so, you know, you mentioned earlier how sometimes people feel like they have to just kind of crank out a book or they want to just crank out a book really fast, which I have seen a lot of that. And depending on what you want the book to do, you know, that, that can be an option, right? Um, no, no judgment. Yeah, no judgment. But if, if that serves your goals, go, go for it. Yeah. But for those that are not sure or, or maybe are thinking, um, well, I can write a really, I want to write a really good book but I don't know at the end of it, if anybody would want to publish it or, you know, so maybe I should just crank it out like that kind of trying to figure out what is your journey as an author? What would you say to help people that are there? I always go back to why, mm. why do you want to write a book? And I, I start every program that I do with why I think it really is very powerful to know why you're doing something. Yeah. So for example, some people want to write a book solely for revenue generating reasons. Well, that's okay. So that will set you up for a certain path that includes how you write your book, what goes into your book, how you publish it, how you market it. That's, that's one trail through the book writing journey. If you are doing it to make a difference in the world, then okay, there's, there's, that's a different path. If you're doing it for only, not only, but primarily for your reputation and your authority and your credibility, and, and a lot of my clients want to make a difference in the world, and they want to become more assertive speakers. They want to bolster their speaking career. So that sets you up for a, a different journey, and that includes the publishing model that you, that you select. So if you want to be a traditionally published author, it's a very long journey. Typically right now they're saying it can be six to eight years to land a traditional publishing contract. You have to go get an agent and that takes a long time and so on and so forth. A lot of faulty raw. And so me as a traditionally published author, I get $2 out of every book that's sold. So wow. that's not a revenue model. No. <laughs> um, I know someone else who self-publishes her books. She does a lot of speaking. I don't know about right now, but she does typically a lot of speaking at conferences. She gets her books published 5,000 copies at a time. Her per unit cost is $1.08. And there's shipping and other expenses that go along with that. But when she has a speaking engagement at a conference, she makes it as a part of her contract with the organization is, okay, you buy a copy of my book for everybody at the conference at $20 a copy. I'll give you a deal. You can have it for 20. So she gets, uh, you know, a profit of even $17 times 200 every time she speaks and she speaks many times a year. That's a revenue model. Yeah. So, so just be very clear of why you're investing all this time and energy into this project, because even as you've probably found out, Janelle, educating yourself on the different types of publishing models can be a big project. That's very true. I'm finding that out right now. And even the types of editing, I had no idea there was so many different types of 
editing. You know, I didn't know the difference between copy editing, line editing, proofreading or whatever. <laughs> Structural editing. Yeah. yeah. We've had to learn. I love their distinctions. <laughs> you have given us a lot, a lot of great uh, tips and um, some things that can really motivate people. What do you think would really help with that mind trash that you you know, you alluded to like those thoughts of a, who am I to write a book and who's going to read it? And, you know, all of those things, what, what's a recommendation that you can help people to just kind of get that out of the way so they can start actually writing? Well, number one, trust your instincts. I find if something comes up more than once in my life, it, I need to take a look at it. And I, I often have no idea why. So, for example, um, I'm taking a brain health coaching certification program right now. Well, I have no need to do that. Like, I love the brain. I'm fascinated by the brain. I have lots of other little trainings around how the brain works and so on. But, like, it doesn't make any sense for me to do that. And yet I know because it came up to me three different times in three different environments, the same course. Okay. There's something I need to look at. I'm taking the course. I don't know why, and it'll become clear in time. So that kind of thing where, where the synchronicities. So if you've had somebody say to you, Oh, you should write a book and it's happened more than once. Hello. <laughs> That's the universe speaking through an angel on earth is how I look at it. And, and just trust that trust, trust your instincts, trust what's happening. And remember that we tell ourselves a lot of lies. We do. We're not very nice to ourselves sometimes. So be wary of how you're talking to yourself, because you may be talking yourself out of something that probably would be, will be the absolute best thing you could ever do. What's the downside of writing a book? Have you ever heard of anybody saying, oh, I'm so sorry I wrote a book? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I don't think I ever have. No, like, no, there's no downside to writing a book. None. So why would you be saying to yourself, oh, who am I to write a book? Why am I, you know, telling these, these little, running these programs mm -hmm. to chase us away from doing it. It is unfamiliar. And I think that was, I think that, okay, that was something that might be valuable for people. I was worried about how my life was going to change yeah. once I became a published mm -hmm. author. And I was worried that it would affect my family. Yeah, that's thought, a pretty oh common gosh. thing. Yeah, fear yeah. of success almost like. Yeah, it really was. And I, that, that was such a groundless fear. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't suddenly become Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't have the shoes. <laughs> yeah. But my life has improved in a million ways. It, it's and and a lot of them are really subtle, but it, it, there's no downside to doing that. So if you're trying to talk yourself out of it, and your subconscious mind is repeatedly reminding you of untruths about yourself, then be suspicious of that, because mm -hmm. there is no downside to writing a book. I love that. Oh my gosh! And I love the uh, the whole concept of you know, listening to what you're telling yourself. And we do honestly talk down to ourselves. We treat ourselves worse than we would treat anybody else. Yeah. Most of the time. Be kind to yourself. And I, I like to talk a lot about, and I think that about this all the, this is how I operate when I write a book or when I really do anything is I listen to my heart and I didn't used to, but I've learned how to listen to my heart and trust my heart. Your heart is the, your spirit, like your inner self. And it has a lot of wisdom there for you. And we're always up in our heads, right? And trying to think things through and analyze things and figure them out and reason them out. When our heart keeps saying these little whispers, hey, write a book, 
hey, do this, do that. And like you said, when it keeps coming up, pay attention and then trust it and take one step toward it and see what happens. Yeah, your heart loves you. (laughs) It's, It's not going to steer you wrong. It loves you. There's so much wisdom there. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And and take the first step. Take any step, actually. Yeah. Collect your old journals and read through them. Yes. Figure out what the book is. What yeah. And the book knows what it wants to be. I think I have a kind of an odd look at it. I haven't heard of too many people looking at it this way. But I believe that book is already an entity. If you've had the tap, and you'll know if you've had the tap, but if you've had that tap, that's the, the book is speaking to you and the book already exists in different dimensions of who you are. I look wow. at it as though, you know, the again, back to that jigsaw analogy, there are pieces of your book in your imagination and pieces of it are on your hard drive, maybe an old blog post or something. And pieces of it are in your journals and pieces of it are in your mind and pieces of it are in your higher levels and pieces of it are in your locked in your body somewhere. And Mm. your job as an author is to pull all of these pieces from all the different places that they're located into the three dimensional reality of right here and right now. And so if you look at it as kind of a, a, a treasure hunt, for the pieces of the puzzle of your book, then you you can go off on the adventure of figuring out what the book is trying to tell you that it already is. Wow, that's powerful. That's so powerful. And again, like you nailed it like that. I'm sitting here going, yeah, that's what happened to me. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I tried to map it out logically and, and that just kept making me stop. And then finally I decided I'm just going to get into a, a space, just, you know, center myself and get present and just kind of tune in. I mean, after I had read a lot, all my journals and whatnot, and it just, it just started to flow and it took its own shape as I wrote it. And as I kind of rearranged it and saw, oh, this is where it's going. Oh, this is what it is. It does. It like has a life of its own. Yeah, it, it, it's there. Your, your task as the author is to uncover it and give it life. Yes. Give birth to it. Yes. I said with my first book, I gave it wings. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. wings to fly out into the world and to be what it what it is oh that's lovely yeah. it's it's a releasing and, and I think um when we when we're staying in that fear we're really like you said earlier we're holding on to something that is a gift to the world like who are we not to write it you know and when you look at it that way it's so much more um there's so much more energy positive like motivational energy to write it because who am who am I not to let this out and put it out there and let it be what it is. Yeah. You've been given a a sacred gift of experience. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in that place, you know, I find too, it's important that you've done your work. Yeah. So I I work with a lot of people who've had perceptively traumatic experiences from uh, addictions issue to child sexual abuse to, uh, oh golly, um, bad divorces, abusive relationships. Like that's, my kind of client. <laughs> oh, I love those people. <laughs> um, but but they've done their work and they've they've put all of those experiences into a positive place for themselves. Right. And I think you need to be in that place before you write your book, because otherwise you you aren't probably ready to give the full extent of the gift you have to give. And and that's what the world is crying for. There's so much hurt in this world that if you can 
put your book out in the world and it has ripples of positivity going through your community and through the whole universe, then you're doing your, your piece of the puzzle towards uh, counteracting all of the negative ripples that are out there too. The peace so. on earth that you... Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So I love that. Yeah, that's very true. And that's a very important, wise uh, distinction to bring out. I agree. Um, You know, I have, I have that background of trauma. I couldn't have written this book even 10 years ago, probably. Um, It, it just wouldn't have been helpful and I couldn't have done it anyway. And now I can, and it's now a positive thing. So yeah, you've got to do the work, not only on yourself and be at the right place to release that story, but I think you also need to do the work too. I mean, it is work. It's not going to, it flows out of you, but there's work involved. <laughs> you know, you got to write and set a schedule and, uh, you know. It's so funny. So, uh, and a lot of my clients are healers of some sort too. And, and there is a perception in the healing community, maybe that you that you sit and you wait for a download because we're connected to our guides and our angels, and the the download will just show up. and And people can wait a very long time for a download. And I always say, well, you know what? If if you're sitting down at your desk every Tuesday morning between eight and ten a.m., the the guides and angels know where to find you, <laughs> and they'll get in the habit of getting used to you being there, and they'll come more often. And son of a gun, it works. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> You're priming that pump to invite that inspirational genie to come and visit you more often. <laughs> yes, I learned that in the sense of, you know, I would think, well, I have to be in the mood or I have, inspiration has to hit me. Like I'm not in the writing mood and how am I ever going to get this done if I'm not? So then someone, I think it was a course I was taking and she was talking about you, you can create your own um, ritual to put yourself in that space. So figure out what that is for you and do it and set it on your calendar, a time to do that. And then you put yourself in that place, like kind of what you're saying, like you're, you're positioning yourself to receive it. And that's what I started doing and it worked. <laughs> it was amazing. Isn't it funny? Yeah, that's so funny. Really neat. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, I think you really hit it. Like you, you, it really does work. You know, it's, you're in a relationship with that book. Yeah. If you ignored your partner and didn't make time for your partner, there would be a problem in the relationship eventually. Maybe, you know, some people have partners that aren't, don't need a lot of time and attention, but yeah, if you, if you ignore your partner and just, and just kiss them when you felt like it, you know, when the divine inspiration hit, you you went up and gave them a a hug every six months or so. That relationship's not going to thrive. But the book is kind of the same thing. You're in a relationship with that book. You you want to give that book some attention to show it that you care. That is so true. Man, I never thought of it that way, but that is so true. Wow. And I kind of think in a way, I mean, even though a lot of times you want to get it done sooner than later, we're always in a hurry, it seems like. But I feel like for me, the longer it took, the more that relationship deepened with my book. Ah. Yeah. And, and more came out, like I'd, I'd write stuff, kind of a brain dump, and then I would go back and read it again. And then more would come. And it was just this, this ongoing, like more stuff like surfaced out of my heart and my past that had been like kind of stuffed away all these years as I just sort of 
it, you know, incubated it and like sat with it and let it come and then come back and let it come some more. And if I had rushed through it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be what it is. Oh, that's just magical, Janelle. So how do you work with people, your book coach and you help with as an editor and just tell us a little bit about what you have that you offer to people. I have the, I have the best job in the world. I just it's not work. <laughs> it's, it's play. It's, it's beautiful. So I do a number of things. I have a number of services and thank you for asking for people. Yes. I, I run a six week online start writing your book program called the kickstart book writing formula. And it's a six week online program just designed to help people test the waters because some people are a little nervous about starting and I give them a lot of tools and a lot of, like we've been talking today, a lot of mindset shifts that help them see, okay, yeah, this is okay that I'm doing this, but also practical techniques for doing it. So connecting with your vision, with your why, who are your target readers and what is your message? We look at structuring the book, a lot of different ways to structure a book publishing, finding time, all, all that kind of stuff that actually based on some market research that I did that showed those are all the things people struggle with. <laughs> so, yes, okay, we'll do a course about that. So I have that. And then I have a six month mentorship that's probably going to a year long uh, program fairly soon. And it's designed to help people once they've started, keep the momentum going. And we meet about three or four, well, actually four or five times a month. Some of those are optional opportunities to just sit and write. I, I make my, my Zoom room turns into a library twice a month where people can come and just sit quietly in the library. But um, oh, how nice. yeah, it's, it's a really nice group of people that's, you know, again, working on books that they would like to see make a difference in the world. I do a book structuring service, which is a very popular thing that I do. A lot of people really struggle with structure. And so I have a, a a protocol for getting that thing done, and and it's it is very much working in tandem with your own guidance and your own wisdom. We have all our own answers, and this book structuring service I have is really just about asking questions and listening to what you have to say about it. So, wow, that sounds so powerful. Yeah, it, I wish I'd met really, you it, before. I oh, very cool stuff shows up. It's really it is it is very powerful. I'm very very blessed to be able to do that. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, any listeners out there, like I said, if you're thinking about writing a book and you've struggled with some of these thoughts of who am I to write a book? And I don't think anybody wants to read what I have or how do I get started? Any of those things. Susan is the person to connect with. And I know you are offering a freebie for anybody listening. It's my crash course in effective writing. So it's a, it's a three module program for improving your writing. I've been writing professionally for, I don't even want to say how long I've been doing this. (laughs) I've taken a lot of what I've learned over the decades as a writer and boiled it down into some pretty straightforward information about how to write better. So it looks at how to structure your writing better, how to write with better style and how to engage an audience with your writing. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Fun. And and that's available at crossmanscrashcourse.com. Okay. And we will put that in the show notes, the link for that. And that sounds like a really valuable resource. So thank you for offering that. Um, I know that's one thing I've struggled with sometimes too, is just, you know, putting the words in a, putting them down, like getting them out and down and in a way that's 
effective. And it, cause I know so many times as I went through my book, I kept thinking, Oh, I keep repeating myself. I keep saying the same thing over and over again. And, and I say it in the wrong, like voice that's not going to grab them. So there, there are some like technical things I think with writing, that's really helpful to learn and just to, you know, better your skill. Yeah. We're all on a continuum. Yeah. You know, even the best writers, you know, they're, they're still practicing towards what they are becoming. It's that evolving again that you talked about before, and we're always evolving, getting better. And even through the course of one book. So it's endless. <laughs> don't be afraid to get on that journey, uh, everyone, and get that book out of you and hook up with Susan to figure out how to do that and to learn from an expert here. So thank you so much for coming, Susan. Oh, Janelle, thank you. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And you dropped a lot of golden nuggets here for us, some juicy stuff. <laughs> well, I, I live to serve, so I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. All right, ladies. Well, that's it. I hope you really enjoyed that. And as usual, until next time, be confident, be real, and be you. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.